reggaeton, que los dos tengamos que sudar, que sudar, que bailemos al ritmo del demosentra, que me haga fuerte sus Good afternoon, community, and welcome to our podcast, Unsung Heroes. My name is Fatima, and my colleagues that I am here today with are Thureya and Jeskri. Today, we will be recognizing the story of the political figure, Virginia Martinez. Uh, Martinez holds many identities, um, including being a Mexican-American lawyer, a woman, a single parent, a daughter, and above all else, she's the main figure in the Chicana feminist movement. Early in her life, Martinez challenged expectations and societal standards of what a Chicana could achieve. Virginia Martinez grew up in Chicago in the 1950s and 60s, where her family was one of the few Mexican families in the neighborhood. Martinez went on to break many barriers and ended up at a program at a law firm where her passion for law and activism blossomed. Despite Martinez's mother not liking the idea of her becoming a lawyer, she went against her family and society's expectations when she applied to law school and became one of the first Chicanas to be licensed to practice law in Illinois noise in the 1975. I started my search for information about Martinez's political activities by using the Chicago Tribune online database. Through reading a handful of articles, it was immediately clear the political activities Martinez engaged in and the political forces that shaped her early advocacy. Martinez's political story resonates with the class reading the Journal of Latina Critical Feminism because she, like the activist portrayed in this reading, embodies the essential elements of an activist espousing feminist, anti-racist, anti-imperialist, and pro-human rights uh, perspectives. Martina defied society expectations of what women can or cannot achieve and contributed to a new sexual politics that recognizes women's rights as an essential part of liberation. One article from February of 1991 covered Martina's activity on the first regional council in the Chicago office of the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Education Fund, also go by M-A-L-D-E-F. The article details how, as a lawyer, Martinez won historical redistricting cases that ultimately led to Lennox being elected to the Chicago City Council and Illinois' legislator. Martinez was also one of the heads of the Hispanic Bar Association. In that role, she decried the lack of Hispanic judges in Illinois courts. During court meetings, Martinez and her colleagues stressed that we don't want Cook County judges to think that they can do anything they want to, and we will just sit quietly. We want to make sure that we are not retaining judges who are biased against uh, Hispanics. The issue of racial representation or lack of it is another political cause that deeply impacted Virginia's Martinez life and career. In 1991, as one of the heads of the Hispanic Bar Association, Martinez noted that a lack of Hispanic attorneys uh, ch chosen among the 28 people recently swore in, uh, in as a um, circuit or associate uh, judges. She pointed out that the system should be representative of the population. Martinez was also deeply impacted by what she saw as unfair treatment of Hispanics in the, judge, the judgeship evaluation process. Her work reflected the political concern, and she worked with the Chicago Bar Association to correct it. 
Martinez even ap appealed directly to the three Illinois Supreme Court justices, asking them to include Hispanics among the 12 circuit uh, appointments they would make the following year. Martinez received a response for the Illinois Supreme Court that the, the court would choose judges on the basis of legal uh, ability and temperament without regard to race or nationality. These words proved to be a proved to be a significant political stimulus, shaping Martina's career. For it was then that she realized she would need to continue um, advocating for more equitable treatment for Hispanic judgeship candidates. She did not. She did not only address political representation within the legal system, though. Her most recent work intersects with the criminality, the very concept that we examined through the changing politics of education privatization and the disposed lives left behind, like Michael. Fabrican and Michelle Fine, Martinez has argued that criminalization creates an underclass and positions criminalized groups outside uh, of full citizenship. Fatima Karelshi will further speak more about uh, this reading in more detail later on. Virginia Martinez's contributions to the political landscape of Illinois have been quite immense. Her struggles for the political inclusion of Latinos within the political realm were quite successful and groundbreaking. In this part of the podcast, I will elaborate on some of the political changes that Virginia Martinez amassed through her legal work. One of Martinez's most prominent cases included her fight to redistrict Illinois to include more Latinos and Blacks. Prior to this landmark case, Blacks and Latinos were denied representation because whites were unwilling to let go of their power. Despite the large population that blacks and Latinos populate in some cities, whites drew district lines that would keep them in power. In the article From Segregation to Melting Pot Democracy, the Mexican-American Generation, Carlos Munoz writes about a public meeting at the National Conference on Social Work in which Ernesto Galarza criticizes the American economic expansionists for undermining their very base. While the economic system is incredibly dependent upon the blood and sweat of Mexican immigrants, it has little concern for their welfare. Similarly, Virginia Martinez also realizes this mistreatment of the Latino community because while Illinois' economic base depends incredibly on Latino immigrants, it has little regard for their personal well-being. The triumph of Martinez's case gave the Latino community a greater voice within the electoral landscape to advocate for better rights. Prior to the Me Too movement, many of the sexual abuse cases that occurred within the Catholic Church were simply swept under the rug. The priests that would inflict such abuse would continue to serve the people within the same positions. Writing to the Cardinal, Martinez pushed him to establish a task force that would investigate these abuses and press charges against these priests. Furthermore, the victims of sexual abuse would finally be brought to justice because their cases would be thoroughly investigated by reputable members of the community who were familiar with handling such situations with sensitivity and care. 
There have been many attempts by various cities in America to adopt English as the official language. This would mean that most public information such as health crises, documents, workplace rights, and public safety laws would not be translated into other languages. In the article From Segregation to Melting Pot Democracy, the Mexican-American Generation, Carlos Munoz writes that similar to Asian immigrants, Mexican immigrants were considered as a parel and a a threat to the social and cultural fabric of American society. Such hostility towards Mexican immigrants is reflected within the anti-immigrant laws that were being passed to exclude Spanish-speaking immigrants. These anti-immigrant efforts were taken head-on by Martinez when an Illinois city of Hampshire tried to adopt English as their official language. Furthermore, Martinez worked for, with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to create an outreach dimension for Spanish-speaking workers. To this day, Martinez continues her work with asylum seekers. Although she's not an immigration lawyer, she readies many asylum seekers for their interviews with immigration authorities. Martinez has also been involved with many nonprofit organizations throughout her career. Her most recent volunteer work has been with CARA Pro Bono Project in Dilly, Texas, at the Texas Family Residential Detention Center. CARA provides services to women and children who are seeking asylum in the U.S. from violent situations in their home country. The majority of its clients are from Central America, in Honduras, El Salvador, and in Guatemala. These women and children who are forced to flee from these countries that run rampant with gangs and governments who are unwilling to help these victims of violence, sexual assault, and even, even murder, they now have to face with the unjust system we have in the United States for asylum seekers. In the Chicago Tribune, Martinez mentions how the asylum process is difficult, confusing, emotionally draining, and takes years. Although Martinez is not an immigration lawyer, she has been a crucial part in the activism to advocate for women and children and to end detention centers. In the Chicago Tribune, Virginia Martinez talks about what the women and children go through inside detention centers and how they resemble a dog cage. Many women also report being yelled at by the guards, being verbally abused, threatened, and sexually assaulted. Martinez has been on the front line as a Chicana feminist to help those women find peace and finally have the life they deserve. Yo te digo si tú me puedes...
Martinez has also carried on the discussion of the word criminality that has been placed on immigrants through the activism work she does. In the reading, The Changing Politics of Education, the idea of criminality and how that relates to many marginalized individuals was mentioned. The criminalization that is automatically placed on immigrants has led to the anti-immigrant sentiment we see today. In an interview, Martinez mentions how terminology matters and how words have negative connotations just like the word criminalization has. Criminalization creates an undercast and positions criminalized groups outside of ever receiving full citizenship. The U.S. sees immigration law violations as criminal offenses, which leads to more immigrants ending up in federal prisons slash detention centers. These women and children are the victims of horrific crimes like being threatened, raped, kidnapped, or murdered, but are still the ones being criminalized in the United States. Aside from Martinez's awareness of the negative connotation that the term criminality has, she has also been an advocate for marginalized youth to seek higher education. In the reading, The Changing Politics of Education, Fabricant mentions education not only as a tool of upward social mobility for a lot of marginalized youth, but as a tool for social change. Martinez has been a primary advocate in education for those reasons that were mentioned in the reading. In an interview on Chicago Access Network, Martinez states, We all know how important education is to an individual's growth, but to the movement of our community, and so I would stress the importance of of education. Martinez has inspired many other Chicana women to follow in her footsteps and use education as a tool to be at the front line, pushing for change and recognition for Latina and Chicana women all over the world. These women are working hard to make sure that the political fight is everything but over. In conclusion, Martinez led the fight to reform the political landscape for Latinos at a time when only one of two Latino women were practicing law in the entire state of Illinois. Despite the hardships endured as a single mother of three children and in a field where minority women were drastically underrepresented, Martinez took on landmark cases that set the precedent of how Latinos would be treated in America. She fought to expand workplace rights for people that were discriminated against on the basis of race. Prior to the Me Too movement, she took on the Catholic Church to unveil the sexual abuse culture that was embedded deep within it. Her contributions have not only bettered the political realm of Illinois for minorities, but she has improved society for every person regardless of their race or gender. In her own words, we all need to understand that all you need is within you already. You find the way to bring it out. That may mean an advanced degree, it may mean college, it may mean preparing in some other way. You could have a creative spark inside, some talent that you have, bring it out, whatever it is that that is for you, it's already there. 